Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 85 of Nintendo Noise Flip Screen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Radford, joined today, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Miss Sierra Plus Ultra. What's up? <laughs> welcome back. It's been a while. How you been? I've been good. I've been busy, but I'm like so glad to be sat back here and ready to talk games. Yeah. So uh, what have you been busy with if people aren't following you over on social media and, and don't know? I'm recording an album with my band with Sales Ahead. You can follow us at with Sales Ahead on uh, social media. Um, finishing up an album, our first full-length album. So it's been keeping me away. But um, we're almost finished. We're in the, the final stretch. <laughs> and we're going to plug the hell out of it when it's finished and, and ready and up on Spotify and everything. Um, but go search for With Sales Ahead uh, if you're not following them already. Uh, go check them out. Sierra's band. This week, though, we have the perfect opener to the show because I it's just me and you, and I know nothing about this, so I was really glad that you were back. Pokemon Stadium is finally coming to Nintendo Switch on April, 20, uh, April 28th, April 12th. How do you feel about this, Sierra? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been waiting for this day for literally years. <laughs> I remember when they started to roll out N64 games for NSO in, what, 2021? And I was like, please, please, Pokemon Stadium. And then we waited and we waited. We got the announcement last year. And then now we finally have a date. And I'm thrilled. Uh, only thing is, like, there's no connection or like no connectivity to transfer in your own. Pokemon. I know, which is so strange, especially considering Game Boy games are now on Switch Online. You'd kind of think that maybe they would put some of the old Pokemon Game Boy games on there and allow you to to bring them over because that was always the big fun of it, right? Is you you put together your roster on on Game Boy and then you could see them on the big screen at home. Well, I say big screen, the tiny little twelve inch by three <laughs> that you CRT. have. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, miss those days. Oh my <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'm excited to play like the mini games. I'm glad there will be an online functionality. So you'll still be able to battle people. You can play hopefully the, the Clefairy and the Lickitung games. And like, oh my God, I remember like weekday mornings before school, like booting up the N64 and playing as long as I could before the bus came. But yeah, it is weird. You can't like transfer in your own teams. I remember playing Pokemon Stadium recently at a friend's house, and um, it was fun. But like, you only—I don't know—like you kind of pick teams like off of like what they give you. Yeah. Um, it would be fun to be able to bring in your own mons and whatnot. But I suppose you're limited to what the game, like you know, the original 151, anyway. So. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good, like, healthy dose of nostalgia. And, um, yeah, hopefully it plays smoothly online. I, I imagine this is going to be one you'll be streaming if yes, people want to sure. check it out. Um, but, like, what, what team do you think would be your dream team? if you, Or what team did you have back in the day that you would bring over if you could? Uh, Charizard, for sure. <laughs> Dragonite. Um, Nino King, 
Pikachu. I'm sorry, but like as a kid, Pikachu was just a <laughs> staple. I'm sorry. I'm a Pikachu enjoyer. I don't care. <laughs> um, that's four, right? Uh, big Lapras fan. And then, um, what's it called? Gotta get a psychic in there. Um, Alakazam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think anyone should should shame any of our generation for uh, enjoying Pikachu. Like we grew up with him. He was the at the forefront of the anime series with Ash. It was his sidekick. I know. Like people. I don't know. I think that, to my knowledge, like Pikachu is just not the strongest electric type that you can use in a competitive context. I don't care. <laughs> I that reminds you. I remember going to um I remember going to like a an event. I think it was EGX and they had Smash Brothers there before it released Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And I had never played Smash Brothers, but I knew that Bayonetta was like the strongest character in Smash Brothers. So I picked her. Yeah. I still got I got like completely destroyed by Kirby because I still had no clue what I was doing. It I No. <laughs> <laughs> I still have no idea what I was doing. I did a like crash course on stream with AJ once, and I still have zero clue how to play that game. I don't know how you do it. Felt it's honestly fundamentals, which I still struggle with too. Like it's the whole like rock paper scissors of like like you know attack grabbing and shield, you know, and then um just being quick, being quick to read people. <laughs> There's ugh, so many nuances. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into uh, into kind of the bigger stories in the question block this week, I want to highlight uh, a new website that appeared seemingly out of nowhere this week, which is uh, nintendo-systems.com. Um, and this is a new website. It was a joint venture announced a while back between Nintendo and uh, DNA, um, which is a mobile firm that they worked with on a bunch of games. Um, but it seems it seems really interesting. It doesn't seem like this is going to be a game company. So the announcement said um, that we aim to create unique entertainment innovations by fusing Nintendo and DNA's respective commitments to entertainment and technology. Uh, and Nintendo Systems was born in April 2023, led by a team of engineers from Nintendo and DNA, to create a system that makes it easy to deliver Nintendo entertainment to consumers. So I... I kind of presumed this was going to be them uh, kind of teaming up to bolster their mobile operation, and and we'll talk a little bit more about Nintendo's mobile stuff um, a little bit later on in the show. But it seems like maybe that's not the case, and maybe they want DNA for for something else, or they're partnering up with DNA for something else. When it comes to systems to, what was it they said? A system that makes it easy to deliver Nintendo entertainment to consumers. What do you think that maybe means? I know, right? Like, if they already have this relationship with DNA to you know deliver what already have been like really successful mobile games like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, I wonder if this is kind of an effort to either put forth like new IP at a, a faster like like new mobile IP at a faster rate or like um kind of catch up to what other like competitors in the gaming space are doing on mobile maybe even like streamline um ui on mobile gaming i could see that yeah i could see that there's the mobile is probably one angle 
Um, they did mention a really weird sentence, and it didn't make any sense to me for a while, and, and I kind of thought about it a little bit more. So that it says, technological developments surrounding entertainment are expected to continue to develop. From obsolete technology to cutting-edge technology, we will continue to take on the challenge of bringing smiles to as many customers as possible through Nintendo Entertainment. Now, the obsolete technology was the weird thing, but I guess maybe they're partnering up and doing some kind of um, emulation thing, or maybe they're going to be looking at exploring some, I don't know, like FPGAs and like mo- mini consoles again that they did before, and doing something like a, another like mini NES and, and SNES. Um, or or they could be doing something like cloud streaming and kind of streaming some of the, the games that maybe are a little bit more difficult to emulate and working with DNA to have this system to deliver Nintendo Entertainment. Um, who knows? It was just going to have to kind of keep an eye on, on what they're doing and what they've, what they've announced. Um, but it definitely seems like it's very Nintendo-focused from the name of the company anyway. Yeah. I So what I gather is like, I feel like they are missing an opportunity to expand further into the mobile space, maybe trying to think beyond Nintendo consoles um, and uh, improve their offerings there. Um, and then cl- I know because like cloud is like something that they're criticized for a lot. So maybe they're kind of looking at that feedback and, and looking to um, improve upon and even expand um, what they can do in that space. I think cloud right now is is just a bit disappointing. Every single time I've tried it, it's just it's not really been where it needs to be to be the experience that people expect. But I could see that in the future, that's maybe where where video games go. And I do think that Nintendo has kind of put things in place to maybe secure their future that isn't necessarily selling consoles. We've seen with the Nintendo Pictures stuff and venturing out into movies and entertainment. Then they've got the, the theme parks and venturing out into that section. And we've also um, we've also now got potentially um, something with DNA. They've got the subscription service with, uh, with Switch Online and potentially that could continue on to the next console and have like a subscription service. Maybe it turns into more of like a Game Pass thing. Maybe the expansion pack adds on like a cloud element or um, you kind of rent s- Switch games or maybe it kind of ties in with the mobile thing and you subscribe to that and you get something in, say, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. There's a bunch of things I think they could do, but um, I think this is probably uh, about securing their their future and figuring out um, what their place is after consoles kind of become defunct. Because I think there's been that conversation Every single generation, it seems to be, oh, this is the last generation. This is the last generation. Everyone's going mobile. And I think Nintendo's managed to to kind of defy that. Um, but, you know, the handheld console's dead. It doesn't exist anymore. Nintendo was the last uh, kind of outlier there. But they, and they went fully in on the hybrid handheld home console. There is no one making a handheld console anymore. Um, so I think potentially... If they want to stick in the mobile space, I don't know if they do. This is the the way they they do it with DNA. Yeah, definitely like a good first step. I just yeah, I you know I wonder what this will mean for like this like the his sorry the shape of like Nintendo's trajectory mm-hmm. and like yeah like if they I wonder if they were like I don't know if we could do better than the Switch. We should start planning for other <laughs> other situations where we might do like. I don't know. Like maybe they might need 
mobile as like a plan B if they feel like whatever comes after the Switch is a big flop. Mobile seemed like it was going to be one of their their strategies for a long time. Like they had Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, they had the Fire Emblem game. There was that other game that they recently shut down. I can't remember the name of, and someone's probably shouting at me about it because um, it was it was beloved by many, but not enough for Nintendo. Don't worry, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but then, like, they've also got Pokemon Go, which is one of the most successful mobile games out there still, and there's still thousands, if not millions, of people playing that thing, and it was a like a phenomenon. And I think right. maybe they're kind of still chasing that a little bit a little bit but i don't know if they can ever get back to that height again um oh, I know. closest we got to world peace <laughs> you know, it was it was great there was, did you see some of the changes they're making to that i don't know if you're still playing pokemon go at all oh i tried to read on it but um because i saw that um it's becoming such a huge problem in the community now that joe merrick threw his support behind the um the cause but i didn't get to read specifics I know that what's happening is they are implement implementing um, changes to the game that will greatly affect users in rural areas, uh, especially with regard to raids. But I didn't get to read specifics. Yeah, from what I've uh, from what I've read during the pandemic, they added in functionality for like remote raids, so you could raid from home and you didn't have to go to those areas. Um, oh yeah. And that was great for people, uh, not only just stuck at home and couldn't go out because of um, because of the, because of COVID, but also people who were potentially less able in a wheelchair or in a rural area and couldn't travel that far into the city to go to the places where there are raids going on. Um, and they're kind of backtracking on that from from what I can tell. Um, I'd be interested oh. to to hear from some of the people uh, listening if that affects you and and kind of how you feel about that because i do remember i live in a rural area and i remember the only time i could ever play pokemon was when i was in work in the city um and that was that was literally the only time and then the off works office closed during, during the pandemic and it never opened again so i'm ne- i'm hardly ever in the city anymore right like i know like i know all the um the good stuff happens in like major cities like I can play just fine for my own suburban area. I don't get the same experience, but that's fine with me. Um, but if I were someone who was like more into it, I would be really upset that something like that was happening. Because it's, it's you know, if you're not, if you're less abled, if you, if financially you just cannot afford to make that trek, like that's yeah. another thing. And it just doesn't make sense to me to gatekeep people from being able to participate. Just yeah it's a, it's a strange yeah. decision and hopefully with with joe merrick behind it um the the guys over on the pokemon go team at, at uh niantic actually listen and, and maybe backtrack on yeah, some right. of the changes i agree uh before we get into some more news i just want to do a little bit of housekeeping thank you so much to our patreon producers for the month of april they are of course arnold j rimmer christopher valenz Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Goat, Ty the Dude, and Wackahula. Thank you so much for your support over at patreon.com slash flipscreengames. You can head over there and um, get a bunch of cool stuff, like early access to, to videos and podcasts, um, uh, your name read on the air and the credits at the end of the show. And, of course, we really appreciate everyone that helps us keep the lights on and the mics rolling. Um, but if you can't give us any money, no problem. We are available 
free to listen, and we have many other podcasts. You can go find them over on flipscreen.games. Listen to our show just about general video games, the Flipscreen Games podcast. We've got a podcast about the Steam Deck. We've seemingly got so many podcasts going on at the moment, um, so go, go find them all over on flipscreen.games. And also come and join our Discord. That's the best way to get in contact with us after the, the conversation here ends. You can come and continue the conversation over there. Uh, ask us questions like the people that did at the end of the show today, and we will answer them on the show. So, Sierra, I've got a question for you while we're talking about questions. Have you ever experienced Joy-Con drift? <laughs> Have I? <laughs> <laughs> Frame one. No, I think it was, I think it started to really kick in like in like late 2019 or like 2020. And I just, just bought new ones and kept it rolling. I never sent them in, even though I should have. I'm an impatient guy. No, see, I think many people did the same thing because I did the same thing. I was just, my Joy Cons drifted and I was like, F this. And I bought the Splatoon colored ones, the green and the pink ones. Cause I was like, okay, these will work for a while. Then they started drifting. And so I report, I bought replacement sticks cause I didn't want to send in two sets of drifting joy cons and be without my joy cons. So I couldn't play my switch for a while. Um, and now then all of them started drifting. Um, I've since replaced the sticks with the Gilly kit hall effect sticks. Um, and I can talk a little bit about those in, in, um, in a bit, but this week, we saw the European Commission get involved in the conversation about Joy-Con drift. Apparently, they have contacted Nintendo to address the recurring technical problem with the uh, irresponsive Switch controllers, and they've agreed to offer all consumers the right to repair free of charge beyond the legal guarantee. Now, this extends to people in the EU, uh, Switzerland, and the UK, so I'm really fortunate that I'm, I can get my Joy-Cons repaired for free forever. Um, but it doesn't extend worldwide. So I, as far as I'm aware, people in America, you get like a fixed limited warranty and then you send them in. And if it's past the warranty, they won't repair them. Is that right? So if I remember correctly, and I probably am not, <laughs> I think that for a while it was for free. Um, so within that warranty and now um, you have to pay for at least the shipping. Yeah. Um possible that uh that is expanded to also require the repair <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised um but uh yeah things have changed um they definitely cracked down on that in the u.s at the least yeah it's not an ideal situation um and we also had witch which in the uk is a kind of consumer watchdog i guess similar to um Consumer Reports in America, right? I think that's what they're called. Um, and and they'll go in and they'll keep, kind of keep an eye on things. They'll review products. But they also uh, have a director of policy and advocacy. Uh, whoever there is, is, is Rochio Concha. And they said, as well as free repairs, Nintendo also needs to commit to compensation, refunds, or replacements for any consumer who has been act impacted by this issue since the launch of the console and promote this scheme so that consumers know that support is available. Because I think a lot of people probably were in the same boat as me and you, whereby they just bought new Joy-Cons and they didn't need to. And, oh, yeah. Or they repaired them themselves, or they took them to a local repair shop and got them repaired. Or maybe they had to pay Nintendo during a window where it wasn't free, or pay for postage at, the, at least. And 
And I kind of agree with, with Rotio on this, and at which it, it sucks. It sucks that I have had to repair my Joy-Cons on many occasions. It's not just once. Those, those parts fail frequently, and I genuinely cannot believe still it's still not been addressed the the solution is just a band-aid solution to just repair them forever but when does forever end because at some point exactly. forever will come to an end i know like surely surely at the very least they would have like started promoting and selling like an like a an upgraded joy con better parts and this could be like a long-term solution to having to repeatedly send in your your controllers to get uh to get fixed. No, we're just working with the same shit <laughs> until the next generation comes along. And then oh my god, I shudder to think at what the quality of those controllers will be. <laughs> it was gonna have the same problem. Well, like think about the N64 controllers that you buy used at like a garage sale now the loosest wobbliest stick that you know is going to be crap to play with that's the situation we're going to be with joy cons in like 5 10 15 years whenever nintendo stops making these things or decides to stop repairing them because i can't right. imagine at this point that the next switch that they offer is going to have the same part because how much is this going to cost them if they've got to eventually replace the stick in every single joy con they've ever produced They've made over 100 million Nintendo Switches. If every single Joy-Con fails, that's over 200 million sticks they've got to make and sell and repair. That's a lot of money. I know. I really wish that they put more care into this product in the first place. Um, I guess, like, I don't know, what, you know, what goes through a, a, a big developer's mind, a uh, big gaming publisher, like, um surely 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 if we 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 make and sell these and like a couple come back like defunct you know you know just a few it's not a big loss it's been like almost all of them uh, it's just not a good look it well, really plus it's is like a, a, it's a ongoing conversation that i feel like every nintendo switch owner has a conversation about it's just like oh yeah my sticks are drifting so I can't play at the moment, yeah. so I've got to get them fixed, or I've got to get them repaired, or I've got to think of something. Like, mine started drifting around the same time yours did. I remember playing Animal Crossing, and my character was just, I was not even touching the thing, and he'd be wandering off, just, like, going That was but it's going to be really bad for me. Like, I noticed it start to happen when Sword and Shield came out. And that was only, like, I got my Switch in 2018. So not that long. Like I was like playing Sword and Shield. I'm like, this is kind of weird, but whatever. And then when the pandemic came and I was playing six hours a day, that just did them in. Mm -hmm. and, and I know it's yeah. not just limited to the Joy-Con. I know other controllers do also drift anything with a potentiometer in. But man, it really feels like the Joy-Con, maybe because of their size and like how small those sticks are in comparison to say on a PlayStation right. or an Xbox, that it's way more of an issue or exacerbated by its size because uh, it's got less of travel to move. So the movements mm -hmm. are greater and it sucks. It sucks that that's, that's the case. Now there is um, a third party solution to this. That I've, I've managed to, to get hold of and, and put into my Joy-Con. Um, have you heard of, of Hall effects uh, sensors or sticks? 
I don't think so. So these are these are like a different technology that's used, um, and they use magnets to track rather than like an actual physical part. So when it's like two magnets and they're not even touching each other, and it uses a magnet, um, and so that it's apparently impossible for them to drift ever. So I've bought wow. I, I bought a kit and I put them in my in my Joy Cons. They feel really good. They feel the same as the normal Nintendo Switch part. And only time will tell, I guess, as to whether they do drift. But if they don't, I've spent twenty. I think it was twenty twenty eight seventy. It was um, on Amazon, and so it's like fifteen pounds for for each of them. But if I've got a set of Joy Cons that will last me forever now, then I'll be very very happy about that. Oh my god, that's amazing! Definitely keep us posted with updates. <laughs> yeah, like, I will do. <laughs> and yeah, I, oh my god, have you ever opened say- up your Joy Cons at all? No, I'm so scared. I'm so <laughs> terrified. Yeah, like, Pete's the maybe same. if I had like, I guess I could take my spare pairs and not using them anyway, right? And just be like, mm, what's the worst that could happen? They're already like drifting. Yeah, like, or if Doc, or if, or if Doc's listening, you've just got to do what Pete did, which was get Doc to repair them for you. Um, oh, so, true. So, yeah. yeah, just like, hey, can you fix these for me? Um, I don't think Pete's still not open to them. Um, Doc left a message inside one of the the Joy Cons for him, but he's still not read it. Um, <laughs> so at some point, we need to get him to open up those Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's something I should learn. I feel like it's just good to know. You don't have to know, but like, um, you know, I have always been curious. It's just like I, you know, that that fear of just breaking something even further. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. See, I used to do that when I was a kid. So, like, I think I got the the breaking things out of me, and you've <laughs> just got to go careful when you open it. But I fix it. Have like a bunch of good guides, and the Joy Cons are so easy to to repair. There's just a couple of um, delicate connectors you have to take out. But if you right. if you're pulling the, a dead stick out anyway, you can just yank that thing out and not worry about ripping the cable. It doesn't That's- really matter. Yeah, the magnet thing blows my mind. If that turns out to be a really amazing solve, I'm kind of thinking, like, why didn't they just do that in the first Right, time? yeah, I know. Because these sticks got released for, um, I think it was the PlayStation 5 controller that had drifting problems as well. Um, wow. But then they they scaled it down to the Joy-Con size. They said it was really difficult to to make it so it fit into to that space, um, that yeah. it, so it can fit into a Joy-Con. Um, but they managed to do it apparently, and uh, so far, so, so far, so good. But kind of fingers crossed that it stays that way because I've replaced these sticks. This will be the third time now oh that I've replaced them. So I've replaced okay. them with parts that Pixelpar, um, our former host over at Loot Pots, um, told me to get their official OEM parts from Nintendo, and they still suck. They still break. Um, of course they do because the original ones did. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, um, onto some questions from from the community over on Discord. Uh, the f- we've got a bunch of que- a bunch of questions together. I don't know if we'll get through all of them, but we will uh, do our best. The first question comes from o- Olaf, aka Yano, and I wanna wanted to ask this question because um, we we had an interview with Miyamoto this week over at Variety. He's been out doing the rounds, plugging the movie that's coming out this weekend, and we'll probably have some impressions on the film next week. Um, where he said that he was asked the question, will we see a new Mario game soon? Um, and Olaf's question is, will we see a, a new Mario game on the current Switch or the next Switch? And he said, um, 
Miyamoto said, all I can say is stay tuned for future Nintendo Directs. So Sierra, do you think a new Mario game is imminent or are we going to have to wait for the next Switch? I feel like, you know, anything is possible. We really thought a year ago that the next Breath of the Wild game was going to be on the next Switch. It's not. So I, I mean, we all thought that like maybe like whatever came next with um, with uh, Zelda would require a huge like hardware lift. Mm-hmm. Um on the console and they were just like no look see it's fine so it's like okay um odyssey runs fine on the switch and looks so gorgeous you... as well like that's yeah. one of the most beautiful games on the console i think yeah so i don't know i'd like you know of course we've also heard speculation that like gen 2 or like the next switch successor is coming holiday 2023 <laughs> I do you, do you think like, that's accurate? You think it's going to come holiday 2023? I don't know anymore. I like the 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 reasoning I had in my head was like surely Nintendo would not just like like just surprise drop a huge um like generational um console like like uh change um just last minute like month and like the year of its release but i feel like i don't i'm not ruling it out is what i'm trying to say um i'm gonna say like like if you had to ask me for a definitive answer i would say we'll get maybe one more new mario game before this switch is totally done um but i wouldn't be surprised if we had to wait till the next switch as well i just feel like we're either going to get one more and then we're done with this current switch or we're going to actually see a new one for holiday 2023 and that's going to be the launch title i i but. think it's probably the launch title and i think it they do what they did with breath of the wild where it launches on the switch but it's also on the new console right because breath of the wild also launched on the wii u it was the final game on that console i don't think we're going to get it this year uh, Nintendo said they, they pulled out of E3 because they didn't have enough to show. Um, and I kind of believe them. We've got Tears of the Kingdom coming. We've also got the new Pikmin game. Um, that's on the way. Uh, allegedly for 2023. So I, I don't know that they've got room then for a Mario game. Plus the Pokemon DLC. Plus continuing the Mario Kart DLC. Plus the Xenoblade DLC. Like it's a very DLC-packed year. But I don't know if they've yeah. got then capacity to also release a new Mario game and where that slots in. Uh, and do they want to risk, I mean, I guess a repeat of 2017 where they've got two of their games in for, for Game of the Year when they could push one a few months into next year and maybe right. have that as a, a launch title for the next console and have that as a contender for Game of the Year instead. It's, it's going to be a trick. It's going to be a tough one. I would love to see a new Mario game this year and on the current switch but i do have a feeling that it's probably going to be the the launch title on the the next console because obviously zelda isn't and i think they want a big title for to be the launch title and it makes sense for that to be a mario game right it just feels like such like a huge like lost opportunity if they don't announce at least announce a new mario game the year of the movie coming out in theaters yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe they announce it. Maybe they announce the ones in the works or something. Um, yeah, that would be enough for people. 
Yeah, I could also I could also see maybe a 2D Mario. Like that's the the next question from Elf is mm-hmm. for the next Mario game, will it be 2D or 3D? And will they stick to the formula from Odyssey from from for now on? I think we're overdue for 2D. I feel like that's what we're getting next. But I know pe- people are hungry for an Odyssey sequel. So Yeah, because I, I think people be- were hungry for an Odyssey sequel when we got Mario Maker 2 and Mario 3D World. But I do think they were trying something new with Bowser's Fury. And I actually think they're going to want to revisit that formula and expand mm. upon that because it was so well received. I like that open world where you kind of go into these little mini worlds around the place and there's like that one big world enemy that comes and kind of messes things up. I thought it was a really, really fresh take on Mario and I could mm-hmm. see them wanting to explore that. But Odyssey was also really successful for them and why not kind of re- continue working on something that worked? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then f- I think Olaf uh, Olaf said he's he's in his Mario mood, which I can tell. Um, <laughs> he said, "Will will the possible success? I think it probably is going to be a big success from the Mario Brothers movie infect the next Mario affect the next Mario game release, since it's essentially free marketing for the games. Do you think that they they kind of bring it up and and release it soonish and like utilize that marketing, or do you think it's just a we we use this and we kind of announce the game on the back of it. Do you mean like so like from the movie hype like you know drive that towards yeah. like a new game announcement? Okay, that's like what I'm hoping for for sure. Because like I said, like I just like it's a lost opportunity if they don't like take this the buzz coming from this movie to promote something new. But maybe they have. Uh, I kind of feel like the only thing they're going to be promoting from is Mario Kart with the DLC. That's like the only thing they can vlog <laughs> at the moment. It's just like, go buy the DLC. Oh, like, buy another Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see them doing like a, I, I'm surprised we didn't see like a Mario Brothers movie Switch or something. I could have seen that and you get like tickets to see the film or whatever. Maybe they do that with the right? release of the movie at home. Yeah, like it feels, like it feels strange that they didn't do something like that. Right, like I know that they have a whole ass theme park now. That's huge. But I feel like they could have... I'm shocked that they didn't do more. Like, we're seeing, I don't know, like, Build-A-Bear's Yoshi. But I don't, Yoshi's in the movie, right? I think. Yeah, many, many of them, I believe. Like, different colored Yoshis. Yeah. And there's, like, all the different toads. Yeah, Shake Shack has a Mario movie promotion. Like, they're, they're rolling out, like, fun little things. But, like, I was shocked that, you know, like, nothing, you know game related was uh was promoted and that like like that mario switch is one of my favorite ones with the red plastic on the actual like switch itself and it's got like the blue dog it looks so cool um i would love to have seen that bundle it with like a movie ticket vlog the movie and also vlog your console but doesn't look like that's gonna happen. But then Nintendo seems to drop everything last minute anyway. Like look at the uh, the Zelda footage we got last week. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. curious because we've got a few questions about Zelda before we move into them. What did you think about that footage? We spoke about it last week in detail, but I'm I'm curious. Like, what's your hype level on Tears of the Kingdom now? Right, right. I I'm honestly still willing to give it a chance. I feel like many people are very upset that a it's still looks to be 
you know, in the same um, world built out for Breath of the Wild. Like, you know, there's a lot of familiar, uh, like, landscapes and stuff. Um, I think that it's going to be really good still. Um, I thought that the Fuse uh, ability uh, was really, like, interesting. And that honestly, like, enthused me greatly. <laughs> I was like... um. I, like, never would have thought, like, they would have come up with something like that. I think that's wildly creative. And I think it really does well in adding, like, an extra layer onto, like, the the gameplay that's already, like, so amazing and works so well in Breath of the Wild. So I loved that. Um, I wasn't wowed by much else. But it seems like they are purposely hiding a lot. Oh yeah, there's no. We don't know anything about the story. We've not seen a single dungeon or uh, like big boss or anything. We don't. We know hardly anything. We've seen. We've seen Link's abilities, and that's it. Yeah. So they. What that says to me is that they are so confident that not only will everyone buy this game anyway, but that we're all gonna like it. Well, that, so their I'm first seventy dollar kinda... game. I think they're pretty confident that they're gonna. People are going to buy yeah. it because they were able to crank that price up and not worry about it at all. I know, and th- but but they're promoting the voucher over the game in the eShop because they know people are bitching. I mean, listen, yeah, like, uh, like the thing is, like, it still sucks. Like, it's justified if they want to bump up the price. I, I guess if they want to, you know, pay people involved with working on the game, and like, uh you know, account for inflation, but I mean, we're all being affected by inflation. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't feel good to pay 70 bucks, <laughs> but we will all do it. We will all do it. <laughs> well, our first question from uh, Dev Timmy said, um, is Tears of the Not a Zelda game, because Tim, by the way, has this whole thing that Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game because it doesn't have traditional dungeons and X, Y, and Z. Anyway, that aside, is he just going to be Link, Nuts and Bolts? <laughs> Link, Minecraft. <laughs> Link, the Minecraft expansion. Does that I concern mean, you? Because we've got both the fusibility, which does the, the weapons, but then we've got the Ultra Hands ability where you can fuse items in the real world together to make um, vehicles or get to new areas or do whatever. Does that concern you? It just, just becomes a, a gimmick game. Um, I think it's like another puzzle, right? Like it's another puzzle for you to have to figure out on top mm-hmm. of everything else in the overworld. And I'm not good at puzzles. <laughs> I'm not. So, um, I'm kind of like, uh, like now I gotta like use my brain. I can't, I can't turn my brain off in, in a way that's like, you know, just sit back and ride your horse and shoot things, you know? Um, uh, and, and like, you know, some dungeons like, for the most part, like the the shrines, I did okay. Like you know, you just take a little longer to solve them if you need. But or just look uh, them up because they've all got names, thankfully, and you can just yeah, exactly. Google the name of the shrine, and someone's already done it for you. Right, so it's like now I gotta be like, oh, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna cross this pond, like by like like figuring out what items on on the land I need to fuse together and 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 rig to to make a a yacht. <laughs> like like an electric powered boat like so i'm not the kind of person that like loves that kind of challenge but 
at least it will be a nice way to differentiate it from Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm sure there's going to be something else I'm going to love in the game that will make up for that. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the puzzles are really compelling for me because I felt like we had a similar thing with the puzzles in Breath of the Wild and all of the abilities were used in, in quite smart ways to solve the puzzles. But um, it, not, there was never really much out in the overworld and it seems like there's right. a lot more of that happening here and we've not seen a single shrine so we don't even know if they're in the game. Uh, I'd be fine if the... Yeah. yeah, we've not seen them so they might be gone and this might be the way... The, <laughs> like the puzzles instead. So the puzzles are how do you get to that new area over there and kind of explore that and figure it out uh, with all of these these new things because there's like new parts, new equipment, fans with batteries and all sorts of cool stuff. So there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, so I'm I'm glad. You, I'm were you a big fan of Breath of the Wild? I can't remember. I don't and I, I don't think you were. Were you? I was a reluctant enjoyer. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like it was my first like action adventure game. Um. I do I like it it's there there are parts where like you know I could get lost and play for hours but you know you know reluctant you know like combat guy <laughs> that's all like um it frustrated me like that's where like the weapons breaking system comes into play right like um when you're fighting guardians like ideally you want to reflect the laser yeah. with your shield I went through I burned through all my shields the very <laughs> last time that I played gone obliterated i did it wrong every single attempt and it was just like i i know this is like the most op that's the most optimal way to destroy guardians i need the parts i'm almost done with the game but that's where i'm stuck right now and i'm actually like i've been de debating like do should i finish it before the sequel comes yes because i <laughs> okay i just i know what i know how the story ends because i've watched speed runs of the game many times honestly if you um, know that then i don't think it really matters but you could make a run okay. for that you could make a run for the castle already anyway and just go I for know. it i know? have the master sword but like i wanted to have an easy time yeah so that's why i try to go for guardian parts to, to be fair you probably would have an easier time than trying to parry a guardian every single time and failing if you went and just took on really? ganon straight away <laughs> For what I recall, he wasn't that difficult. I really struggled with the uh, the flurry rush. Do you remember how you have to do that to take on the Lionels? They're like, and like yeah. you end up jumping up in the air and like hitting them on their horns and stuff. I really struggled with doing that and getting that combo. Yeah, that's that stuff is hard. They teach you that so early on, and I still struggled with it the entire game. A lot of the game, I did not use most of the the tactics that they try to teach you i just hacked away <laughs> we've got um a few questions here from um av over on uh discord and i'm probably not going to read all of them because we've got one two three four five six questions um and i want to focus on the zelda ones and keep some of the other ones for for when pete's back um but uh, he said, throw your wildest pitches for the use of the fusibility in Tears of the Kingdom based on your memories of consumable items in Breath of the Wild. Oh. Consumable. So consumables only. Hmm. 
<laughs> I guess you got like food items and then also like the the stuff that you would make potions and poisons and things with. Um, right. I'm trying to think of yeah, like I the things that come to my head immediately are like steak and key swing. But what would you do with that? <laughs> uh let's see. I'd love to see like being able to fuse um like a fairy with something. Like put I was thinking monsters too. Like before like we got to the consumables part of the question. Like it would be funny if you could fuse enemies. Oh yeah, that would then, be like, cool, yeah, with the super hand, yeah. ultra hand. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I loved I loved seeing the the fuse with the like with the big stick and putting it on there. I don't I know that you can fuse consumable things and and the example they showed in the the footage um it was the eyeball from Akis and you would you would use that and then it, the arrow would kind of seek out what you were shooting at it kind of made it a, a kind of a seeking arrow um yeah but i think you could also have and we spoke about it on last week's episode combining anything with any of the choo-choos and making that like shockable like the same deal with the like shockable freezable fire um choo-choos or I the ice ones right yeah have those combined with arrows to make those arrows and maybe you don't even need to buy then the special arrows you kind of just craft them but also combining that with your with your shield so maybe you stick a choo-choo on the front of your shield so that when someone attacks it it like explodes and they like become frozen and then you can attack them and like using that in a strategic way. Cause we saw that yeah. with the mushroom and, and the mushroom had like an effect of turning into powder and like the, the powder would come up and like the, the enemy would be, would be shocked by it. So I think there's probably going to be a lot in there that you can, you can use to mix up, mix up gameplay. Cause um, I, I feel like the cooking went so far Right, and there were so many different recipes that you could make, and you could find recipes yeah. out in the land. Like, I remember finding a recipe for like apple pie. Um, but I feel with this, with fuse, and with ultra hand, and with the cooking, and like the potion crafting, there's going to be so much you're going to be able to do in this game that I'm so excited just to see what everyone online does, and just open up Twitter right. on that first weekend when the game's out, and just seeing everyone just going insane that they've figured out that they can make X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Did you see that, like, someone posted, like, I don't know, people, like, also reminiscing of, like, how, um, like, people have been figuring out, like, wacky ways to, like, use all of the mechanics in the game to do, like, insane shit since, like, 2017. Even people still finding new ways to, like, play the game. Um, even outside of speedrunning, someone was like, this guy's been playing Tears of the Kingdom for like for for years and like it's a clip of this guy he's using the magnet ability to um make himself like float in That's the sky <laughs> yeah it was using a mind card. oh my god he's, like, in the air like like fighting a guardian <laughs> like like a like a flying guardian i i was like people people who are like avid breath of the wild gamers are like on another level <laughs> already playing tears of the kingdom so i think i love that i love the fact that the developers saw that stuff and was just like 
okay, people are breaking the game in ways we didn't ever expect them to with these abilities. So they just made the ability for you to do that so everyone can do that in the new game. Exactly. So it's like everyone yeah. can fly. Everyone can build these like ridiculous machines that will take you across the world. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm really, really excited to, to see what people do with it. Right. Uh, the, the next question about Zelda, speculate wildly about what the Tears of the Kingdom DLC will be. Ooh, I feel like the wildest speculation I could come up with is time travel, which would like as like bandwidth resource wise be impossible. Like imagine that. So if, um, I guess like a more realistic um, DLC expectation could be like um well they, they had some weird dlcs on the uh on breath of the wild xenoblade too Xeno. oh yeah we had that stuff coming yeah. but remember the motorcycle they added they added in the do you remember the hero map or whatever it was called where it would show you the the route that you'd been on the map and every single place you died when you played the game and you oh, could, I like, hadn't I hadn't gotten that. And you could like see it was really no. weird. It was such a bizarre like addition to the game. But then you had like the story additions which went a little bit more into um into each of the kind of divine beasts and and kind of some of their backstories which was quite cool. I could right. see um so I think if shrines aren't in the game, which I don't think they are, I think everyone's going to complain about it because people love to complain about anything. And I think that's going to be a DLC that they add shrines in so that when you finish with the game and you're just out exploring, you can buy the DLC and then you do what you did in Breath of the Wild and you go and find the shrines and it gives you something else to do and you've unlocked some more puzzles. I don't think there'll be 120 like there was in Breath of the Wild. There may be like right. 50 and you've got to go find them. But I think shrines with the new abilities will be really, really cool. I'd like to see them explore that. Um, I'd love to see them make a different playable character as a DLC. I don't. I think know. They will, I was thinking that. But like, we've played Link forever. Let's let's play someone else for a change. Everyone was hoping that point blank Zelda would be playable in this game. Like there was like, as part of the plot line, like you have to play as Zelda in certain parts. But um. I mean, like some people are saying, she she's uh, not even going to be in the game at all. Like, she, I, don't I mean, know. she's in the footage that we saw the initial trailer, right, where she's right. like falling and Link's reaching for her. Seems yeah. like maybe she dies, and that's like the beginning of the game is she's she's dead, and then Link's got to try and save her, right? And maybe and maybe she's there at the end of the game. And potentially <laughs> they do the same shit that they did with um, Breath of the Wild, where there's those memories around the place, and that's yeah. how they kind of tied her in previously. But I, I agree, it would be nice if you could play a Zelda in a game called Zelda. Yeah, right? It's, it's what everyone's wanted for so long. I guess if they put that behind DLC, fine. That's, that's fair, I guess. But... Um, also, like, people like when DLC incorporates, like, harder boss fights. Um, it'd be interesting if they could bring back, like, like previous enemies from, like, mm -hmm. other games. Or just, like, just harder versions of the fights that exist. I mean, like, it also makes you wonder, like, um, since we had Blights in 
like in Breath of the Wild, like what is this game's version of that going to be? Is it going to be just like the same thing or like is it going to be something completely different? I hope it's something new. I kind of feel like there's so much the same there with the map and the world and the visual style and a lot of the elements of crafting and things seem to be pulled over from Breath of the Wild. I would like to see something new. It looked like there were new enemies. I mean, that enemy that kind of, it looked like he'd ripped off a door and was holding it in the the footage and that's why you had to like spike him with a long stick. Um, Mm -hmm. It seemed like that was a a new enemy that I'd not seen in Breath of the Wild. So potentially we get some, something new, some new additions to even the whole of the Zelda series. It would be nice rather than kind of exploring everything. And I said on the the last episode, I really hope the Yiga clan is not in this because they got so tedious after a while. I hated them. (laughs) Oh my God. Just very annoying. Um, Just swatted. just, Just like, I just ran away from them or like, completely avoided those interactions it, sto- really it stops you right like it stops you wanting yeah. to interact with people out in the real world like out when you're out and about and i wanted to i wanted to do that but every single time i was like oh he's just gonna turn into a guy with a fucking bananas obsession and i just cannot be bothered with that i really could not i know i think it didn't it seemed like it wasn't avoidable so for story purposes, you know, you, you know, you do all those things like the the Yiga hideout and and whatnot. But I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't, and they're like they didn't really provide anything to the experience that felt like it would have been missed if they weren't there. Yeah, I'm just like the game's de facto Team Rocket, <laughs> but worse because you would kind of miss if Team Rocket wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had Chloe on the the last episode, and um, she said that she. She went and did Ganon with three of the the Divine Beasts, and not all four of them, because she hated the Yiga Clan hideout level so much that she never finished it. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) Last two questions uh, before we close out the show from AV here. Uh, What, if anything, did you pick up before the closure of the 3DS and Wii U eShops? I got Kasploosh, a game where you play a rock that's been thrown down a well. I when I when I read Kasploosh, I thought it was that Sploosh game that you play in um, Zelda. Christ, what's the name of the game? Wind Waker in Wind Waker, and you go and you play, and he and you like it's. I think it's like battleships, and you go and he just goes Sploosh when it like goes into the water. <laughs> I used to love that little mini game. It was great. Oh, that's amazing. I never played Wind Waker. I still need to do that. Yeah, Wind Waker is the one missing from the Switch. As soon as it comes to the Switch, please pick it up because it's it's one of my favorites. It's a really, really great game. Oh, my God. I'm impatiently waiting. I want it. Yeah. Uh, did you pick anything up? I don't have a 3DS or a Wii U anymore, um, so I didn't bother picking anything up. I know Chewy, if he was on the, on the show, would be giving out a massive list of games that he mm-hmm. picked up because he was talking in our in our group chat about everything that he picked up and, and games that we should pick up but um neither of us i didn't get anything i don't know about you right so last year i did like a big haul and i got some pokemon i got a couple pokemon titles that i didn't already have on the 3ds so puzzle league and then one other that i'm not remembering um i in in you know typical adhd fashion waited until literally minutes to 
to like the time that it was shutting down to be like, oh, maybe I should try like one last time to see if there's anything I want. Um, I at 7.58 was trying to get Pokemon Transporter because I had Bank and everyone on Twitter was saying, guys, 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 Mayday, Mayday. If you don't get Pokemon Transporter, like only having Pokemon Bank will be pointless. So go get it. Shit. So I tried to log on to the eShop in time, but even at 7.59, the the little shop, eShop guy, the bag was just staring at me like, Oh no. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> so I missed it. It's okay. Oh, that's, that's what I so that's bad. what I get for procrastinating. Yeah. I'm I'm the same. I would have left it to the last minute and then and then kicked myself. Um, one shoey highlighted was uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove for five dollars ninety nine when it's uh, thirty nine ninety nine over on on the Switch. Uh, but yeah, I don't own either console anymore, and I don't miss either of them. Um, mm-hmm. I've never had a Wii U, and I, I definitely don't miss the 3DS. I did not like uh, that console all that much. Uh, yeah. Last question, an easy one, says Av, that hasn't come up for a while. What games are you currently playing on your Switch? Ah, so I'm still in the throes of Scarlet and Violet. I am playing that very much. Um, I have been playing Animal Crossing still. I haven't restarted my island or anything. I'm just trying to play more. A, a problem I find that I'm having is I escape from the capitalism I participate via my full-time job to do go do more capitalism in Animal Crossing by selling things. And I'm like, Wait a second. I'm this is supposed to be escapism. Why am I doing why am I doing more <laughs> work? I'm so I, I'm logging off of work and doing extra work in a different universe. <laughs> like so I've been trying to like do less uh crafting and selling and more like go, working on like terraforming like island projects. So Just make it nice yeah. for your villagers and just think that you're living in a commune. And 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 it's all local currency, so it never goes anywhere else. It's fine. You'll be okay then. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And then other than that, uh, I was playing um, two indies for a while, Akka and um, Melatonin, which I could not recommend more. Um, Melatonin's a rhythm game. Akka is um, an Animal Crossing like game where you play as a uh, red panda who is um, retired from war, who's a veteran of war. And is like living a cozy life on a, a glob. Of, how do you say the word? Uh, uh, like a like these islands that Galapagos. Um, yeah, there you go. Galapagos of islands where like there's it's like a small community, and he goes and he runs little errands to help other villagers. It's very cute. How do how do you spell it? So uh, Aka, aka, is the red panda game. Ah. Yeah, and then melatonin is the other one. Oh, it looks really cute. Yeah, I love the look of this. I think I've I think I've definitely clicked on it before because the link was purple on Google. Um, I think you must have spoken about it before. I'm playing at the moment on my Switch. Um, the only thing I've been playing of of late is Stardew Valley. Um, I started a new island again, oh, a new island, a new farm again. But I picked one of the different styles I'd never played before. It's the one with um. The verticality in it, like there's different areas that you can go to. Oh, cool! Um, and I love that game. 
I absolutely love Stardew Valley. I've played I've played it on so many platforms and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. It's just something nice to to play at the end of the day when you just want to relax. I tried playing Splatoon 3 again when I when I finally fixed my Joy-Cons. I just couldn't get back into it. And mm. and I was just like, you know, I kind of feel like I've I've had my run of Splatoon 3, which was a real shame because uh I was really excited for that one because I loved Splatoon 2 so much. It just uh, didn't land as as hard as I thought it would. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Right. I get that. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining me, Sierra, and for answering uh, answering all these millions of questions. Um, if you want to uh, ask any questions for next week's show, like uh, Olaf, DevTimmy, and AV did, then um, please do get in touch. You can email us at questions at flipscreen.games, or you can join us over on our Discord, which is probably the best way to get into contact with us. You can find us everywhere on the web uh, over on flipscreen.games. That's our website. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, head over to uh, patreon.com slash flipscreengames, and we shall see you on the next episode. Bye for now. <laughs>